welcome back to Eating Adventures, a food search exploring must-eats in notable restaurants. Order up! I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. And this week, actually today is Valentine's Day, Chloe, so that means we're going to be doing a Valentine's Day themed episode because Valentine's only falls on our day once every, like, six years. For eating's entire life. Yeah, so this is the this only is time. Only, so yeah. we need to take advantage of it, and today's only going to be about Valentine's Day restaurants and restaurants you can try in the Seattle area. If you're still looking for that reservation for either today, tomorrow, Friday, you know, I think Valentine's Day can last however long you want it to. So any of these restaurants, they're applicable for however long you need them to be. For sure, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, I'm super excited today because... We get to talk about some of my favorite restaurants in the Seattle and Bellevue area. Haley and I, before recording this, made a little list of the best restaurants for Valentine's Day, but I kind of want to go off the list first. Um, something that just I just remembered um, is that Nordstrom Cafe. Not very mm. Valentine's-y, but they have heart-shaped pasta. So if you're looking for a fun Valentine's Day meal, I, that, I think that's the place to go. I think I'm gonna have to go heart shaped pasta. That's like a no brainer Valentine's Day meal. Mm-hmm. That's on so many Pinterest boards. Like I want that heart shaped pasta. Like I tried to buy it the other day on off Amazon. Like I always check, but it's always like either takes too long to ship, is not prime, or like looks sketchy. So I'm always scared. They sell it there. They sell okay, boxes. so I guess I'll have to go and check it out. Maybe not the best place for your um. Valentine's Day dinner, but maybe a fun grab and go. Maybe like a Valentine's Day. A Valentine's Day, that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. The best pasta, bolognese, and mac and cheese at Nordstrom Cafe. Oh, yum. Going back on the list, we have Carmine's first and foremost, which I know is one of your favorite restaurants. And it just has like such a great ambiance because I feel like they're always decorated to the season, whether with like flowers, candles, wood, whatever. Everyone there is always super dressed up, and I really like it because you can see, like, into the kitchen, you know. You can see the hustle and bustle of all the chefs cooking. Um, you can see, uh, like, food being plated. Um, it's super cool to be inside in the atmosphere of Carmine's, but I've kind of been put on a Carmine's ban. So <laughs> no Carmine's for me this Valentine's Day, unfortunately. But maybe that's more Carmine's for you listeners. One less reservation to fight for. <laughs> Go get Carmine's for me. What's, like, your favorite Carmine's dish? I love their bolognese. And I know you're going to hate me for saying that, but their bolognese is truly the best bolognese. I mean, bolognese is red, and that's pretty Valentine's to me, so it, it all works out. They also have their gnocchi, which was my um, wisdom teeth food, so mm. if you're looking for a soft pasta, that's another option. But anything at Carmine's is fantastic. Carmine's is just the most beautiful restaurant, too. Do they have the flowers up all, like, year-round? I'm not sure. Because I've only been there, like, a couple times, and it's always been, like, near my birthday, so. Like, flowers on the sign? Mm-hmm. And, like, everything? Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll look we at shall that next see. time. We shall see. And then next, which is kind of, like, down the street from Carmine's, still on Main Street in Bellevue, we have Abyss on Main. Another classic, another fancy, elevated restaurant for that Valentine's Day dinner. Um, the last time I've been there was like a couple, two years ago, I think, for my Hoko dinner. And it was a blast. They treat you like royalty there. Such good service. Such good food. Would you order there? I think I ordered one of their specials, like a fish thing. But 
one of my friends got like their rigatoni bolognese and they like ate that up so i think it was really good i know that they're famous for like their seafood steaks and also i think their um crispy garlic chicken so Mm. all sound very good great atmosphere too because bellevue main street just so many good spots for valentine's day especially in the winter time i know Mm. it's not exactly snowing this february but very pretty all the time it is next on our valentine's day list we have a restaurant with the color literally in it so what more does that tell you the pink door but the only thing is the drawback is very hard to get reservations so this might be one of the restaurants where either you're willing to wait for like two hours to just like explore the seattle area while you're at it or this could be one of the ones where it's like the restaurant's applicable whenever you want it. So whenever you just want to pull that Valentine's Day card out, whether it be in March, April, May, you can go to the pink door. June, July, August. Anytime you want. You know what? You got to book it way out in advance. I was actually looking to make some reservations at Pink Door because it is Seattle's like iconic restaurant. They had some for like 10 p.m., which is kind That's of outrageous to eat dinner at that late. But if you really want to go there, I think it could be worth it. The thing is, though, that that's, like, the end of the day. What if they're, like, out of stuff? That's my question. That is true. One of my friends, she said she stayed up until 12 a.m. the night that their schedule was released. And when she looked at it, all the reservations were gone. Adelaide. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Adelaide. And she's <laughs> oh, like, this Adelaide. is atrocious. This is unbelievable. But that's no, also one of her crazy. favorite restaurants. Yeah. I look forward to going soon. What do you usually get there when you go? Um, You see, we haven't gotten a reservation in, like... What, 10 years? Oh. <laughs> so, definitely on the list to go to, but um, our reservation will take quite long to get, so. Yeah, so we'll, we'll come we'll back update. and review mm-hmm. Pink Door when we actually get a reservation. Lol. We'll do our best. Um, these are all Italian places, mostly. Well, actually, Bissonnet was an Italian. But the next one is also an Italian place, Cantonetta. And this location, or, just kidding, this restaurant has multiple locations um i've been to the one in wallingford i think there's other ones in this in like downtown seattle and then i've been to their bellevue location and i really loved it because like when i went with some of my friends in wallingford it was like a very neighborhood-esque feel like we literally like drove through a neighborhood and then it was like this little four-way stop and there was like two restaurants and then was surrounded by other houses so it really felt like a true like neighborhood spot like people who went there like just lived in the area and it was very homey the lights were low and the food was chef's kiss super good um i surprise surprise got the bolognese there again um this one is more of like a wide thick bolognese because i think that they hand make their pasta um very good they also have a really good um risotto so if you're looking for tasty food, bolognese risotto, whatever suits your palate, um, I think that Cantonetta is definitely a place that you should check out. I also got the rigatoni there, and that was also very yummy. But the thing about them is like they hand make or hand made, hand make the noodles or pasta, not noodles. So it has that handmade texture, that al dente. So that's why I also like it. The rigatoni was definitely unique. I feel like I haven't really had that, like, flavor of rigatoni anywhere else. Yeah, because it wasn't, like, tomato or anything. Mm-hmm. It was, like, cheesy and, like, spicy, which was nice. But also, their bread was delicious. 
like it was like focaccia bread and it was oh, so soft that'd be so good maybe that could be eating's um birthday dinner next oh, year yeah. fyi if you didn't see our instagram post eating adventures is officially two this is like two episodes later but we turned two two weeks ago so happy birthday eating adventures happy belated it was a blast I'm looking at the Cantonada menu right now, and the two things that pop out to me are their black cod, as well as their um, 12-ounce ribeye, so. Oh, so maybe you'll have to get them maybe, next time. Maybe we'll switch it up next time. Maybe you will. I recommend the Cantonada in Wallingford, and you recommend the Cantonada in Bellevue. I mean, they're probably really similar. They're all great. All yummers. Next, this kind of has to do with steak, but John Howie, Chloe's fave. What oh, say about yes. it? This is my addition. Um, I feel like it's a very, very Valentine's Day-esque restaurant, you know, very formal, um, very elegant, <laughs> very, very, very expensive, very, expensive, very luxurious, very everything, very good food. John Howie, you just can't go wrong with. It is very pricey, but very good quality, so... Valentine's Day only happens one time a year. Mm-hmm. And eating adventures on Valentine's Day only happens one time in its lifetime. So you got to splurge now or go. never. Um, I think that even though John Howie's known for their steaks, they always give you this like bread basket at the beginning. And they have the best pretzel rolls. So, Ooh, that's different, pretzel rolls. Kind of bad to fill yourself up on pretzel rolls at John Howie. I do it. I do it. But the best ever. What do you usually get there? Just, like, their steak? Just their steak. They have this really cool, um, like, plate that you can get with, like, the three different types of Wagyu. So it's, like, American, Australian, and Japanese. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of do a taste test. Um, we did that last time, and we all decided that Japanese was by far the best. So That's what I assume. If you're looking to do a little Wagyu taste test to find your favorite Wagyu, John Howie is the place to go. Now we all have to go to Japan to get that Japanese oh, Wagyu. Sure. That sounds delish. Another steak staple in Bellevue. Is there John Howie in Seattle, or is it just Bellevue? I don't know. I'm sure there's one I mean, I think there's multiple locations. Anyways, STK is in Bellevue, near Bellevue Square. And that is also a classic. It's more modernized, I feel like, because it has, like, the purple lights. I don't know if it's still purple. Flowers. Just that modern, sleek, I don't know, young feel i guess cause it's a relatively new restaurant i also went there for like my homecoming two years ago actually yeah maybe a year ago i don't remember you can just tell how romantic these restaurants are because Haley's been to all of them for <laughs> homecoming um and it was classic good steak have you been to stk um i haven't been to stk but i've had like their um their catering before mm. so it's like have you ever been to one of those, like, store openings where, like, yeah, it's, like, they invite you and then you just, like, go in for a little bit? I had that there, and we had, like, mini burger sliders, which was really cool. They had, like, tater tots. Oh, yeah, um, they have a lot of cool sides. That's it what was I noticed. very good. Yes. The mini burger sliders sound cute. Mm-hmm. They're so good. I'll have to get that next time. Additionally, down the street from SDK joey's but it's also there's also a really good location in what's it called university village and that's like a more not affordable alternative i don't know it's more of like 
I feel like it's definitely more casual than all the other yeah. ones that we've mentioned so far. But I don't know if it's more affordable, but it's definitely more casual. More affordable yes. to some places. Yes. Um, I definitely prefer the village location because I think that the atmosphere is so much better mm-hmm. than um, Bellevue. If you go to Joey's, go to U Village. Yeah, the U Village is so open. It's so big. I actually just went there over the weekend, and I got the Indian butter chicken. I was going to say, I also got that. Oh, um, really? Did you like it? It was good, but I was kind of surprised to see it on the menu, because I thought that Joey's mm-hmm. was more of like an American dining experience, but their menu is pretty diverse, so. It's kind of funny. Like, I've actually, I don't think I've been to like an authentic Indian restaurant yet. My bad. I've only had like butter chicken from Joey's <laughs> and like from like a Thai restaurant, but it was, it was yummy. You should go to this place in Ranton. That can Ranton. be that can be our um next episode. An adventure, our next adventure. Yes, one of my favorite restaurants. Anyways, back to Joey's. I've also had like their lettuce wraps, and that was always yummy. Very like fresh, and their garlic toast is really yummy too. I've had their nachos also before, and their nachos are very good. They're loaded with everything. So if you're looking for like a fun light happy to share with your friends and you can get that nacho um, but the butter chicken is pretty good i like it it's also like really filling because it has like the naan bread the rice and the chicken it comes with a lot now kind of like pivoting to italian again we have como which is right on the water of kirkland so a bit up north um, on the east side and we actually just recently did an interview with their general manager so you can check that out if you haven't already called i think just interview with como like with the Come on with Eric Berkeley. Always fun to learn more about the behind the scenes of our favorite restaurants. And Kobo is just great for Italian food because of the view, the beautiful sunset, the pasta. One thing that you can book for the summer months, maybe mm-hmm. if you hold off on Valentine's Day for yeah. a bit, or if you do too, um, that also works, is that they have this little rowboat canoe that you can sit on. And I think that would be a super fun activity to do. Yes. Um, just rowing across Lake Washington. So you have to wait until, you have to prolong your Valentine's Day until like June, July maybe, but there's no harm in that. We understand if you have to do it. We're not going to, we're not going to shame you. I think it'd definitely be worth the little mm-hmm. boat ride. Um, it sounds super fun. Maybe we can, we can do that and give it a review sometime <laughs> this summer. Chloe, what's like your favorite Como dish? Como dish. They have a lot of good things on their menu, but they have this really good braised short rib um, that I definitely recommend. Uh, their risotto is good. Their pasta is good. I hear they have really good pizza, which I want to try next time. So, Ooh. Um, so we got lots of their entire the menu, menu, basically. Mm-hmm. I've only sat outside at Como, but when we walked inside for the interview... It looks so pretty because yeah, it's it like the sunset. The walls are like arched in white with super cute decor. The environment is just so, so pretty at Como. I think that that view there is just so hard to beat. I agree. I agree. And then speaking of pizza and good pizza, we have Mia Posto. If you live on the island, easy for you to st- you just drive up to the north end, get a spot at Mia Posto. There's also... A Mia Posto location in Seattle, which also is very good vibes. Have um, you been to the one in Seattle? Yes, I have. Um, one time, the Bristol Island Mia Posto was so crowded, so they went to the Seattle one, and it was like empty, so it was nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mercer Island one's always packed. 
we always get takeout because dining there is not exactly what we're looking for on school nights. So we'll just do a mm-hmm. quick grab and go. Um, but I always go down and get the to-go order. And every time there's always like a line out the door. Um, so definitely a good sign that Mio Posto is a fantastic restaurant to dine at. I always get their zucchini with the bread. Um, their bread is delicious Mm -hmm. super cool because it's like a little disc of bread so um super fun to eat their zucchini i could eat as like a meal by itself the main kind of dish that i get is their pepperoni pintura pizza it has like a hot honey glaze and it is just the best pizza to ever exist yeah the pepperoni pizza is so yummy i love the honey glaze it's so good like it makes or breaks the pizza the cheese that they use is also really good it's definitely more stretchy than, like, Pagliacci because it's, like, different style. Yeah. Maybe you're getting a different pizza than me, but mine is not stretchy. <laughs> I meant, like, it's, like, lighter. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it just, de- like, it's mozzarella. A- it's, like, no. it's better. No. No, 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 no. Pepperoni Pintura has a different kind of cheese. It's, like, Parmesan chunks or something. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember it that well. I just remember the hot honey guys. <laughs> Anyways, that is the pizza to get. I also love their margarita pizza. That's always a classic. I just love their crust. I love thin crust pizza the best. I love to dip their crust in like the tomato sauce of like the mm. leftover calamari or zucchini. That's the best way to go. They also sell jars of their tomato sauce, and I Ooh. I want to buy that and make my own little pasta sauce. Yeah, don't you can make your own pizza. I can make my own zucchinis. Yeah, I do that too. We need a we, we need to do a cooking with eating adventures. Yeah, we have yet to do that, even though we say it every episode. <laughs> But I think Mia Post is just, like, great because it's so easy for, especially people who live in Mercer Island, because for Valentine's Day, just driving up there, make a reservation, um, or just go there early, go there later. It's just great. Even if you want to do a little takeout, too. No harm in that. We had takeout of Mia Posta this past week, and I'm looking forward to the next time I go because that pizza is just so good. Did you, are you having it for lunch? No, I already ate it. No. I know. No. I eat half of it, and then I'll save the other half for lunch, so it's mm. like I can maximize my um, Neoposto pizza. Yeah. That's the best way to go. I love spreading it out between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Actually, not breakfast. That's You don't eat pizza for breakfast. Just lunch and dinner. Yeah. But speaking of breakfast, we have three more like breakfast brunch places you can take your Valentine. Maybe not on a weekday, because we know that it's not realistic with work, school, etc. Or you can skip. You can or you do can a skip. skip. I'm, not, I'm not opposed to any skipping, especially for especially like this. But just like for whatever you have time, these brunch restaurants, so great for Valentine's. Such good ambiance, such good vibes. There's nothing like little brunch. There's nothing like little romantic espionage for brunch. That's not even a word. Um, it is now. <laughs> First off, we have Portage Bay Cafe, which you rave about all the time. I cannot wait to talk about this restaurant. Um, we went a few weeks ago just before my brother and a few other of his friends went to college. So kind of like a farewell again. Um, see you in the summer kind of send off meal. But it's definitely more casual. They have super good like omelets, breakfast food, and they have a berry bar, which is like a bar with a bunch of different types of berries mm. and whipped cream. You can buy like a trip to the berry bar. It sounds funny. I know. Mm. But like when you buy your trip, you get 
a plate, you load it with berries and whipped cream, and that's kind of like your berries dessert. Berries and cream. I love berries and cream. Such a good combination. So underrated, I feel like. Berries and cream go perfectly together, especially if they're, like, good, sweet, fresh berries. Or just, like, they don't have to be sweet, because as long as they're just, like, not sour or dry, they go perfectly with the cream. They have super interesting, like, breakfast items. One of the things on their menu is, like, a banana foster French toast or pancake. I can't remember. I think it's French toast. You could do, like, half serving, so if you want to have, like, multiple try different things you can do half mm. servings so i think that portage bay is just so good i got their spicy omelet you can like make your own kind of they have lots of different breakfast options no i love the half serving aspect because i feel like then you can try so many different so much things. more yeah mm-hmm. another brunch place that i recently went to is called glow's diner i think they just recently moved into their new location in capitol hill and it was super crowded when we got there like it was like an hour and a half wait i think they told us so then luckily french guys bakery which is like right down the street we just walked over there grabbed some staples because i haven't been there in a while and we walked back and then it was time for our little brunch so it was like a good kind of day you can kind of make a morning out of it because there's a lot of things to do in capitol hill and at glow's diner we ordered an eggs benedict which with like avocado tomato it was kind of like the california style i think and that came with like the most amazing hash browns like they were so crispy and just so scrumptious and then we also got the french toast which was good pretty like it, i wouldn't say it was like out of this world i wouldn't order it again i'd rather order like the pancakes cuz we also got one single pancake just to try it and i did enjoy the pancake more so I'd recommend their pancakes and their hash browns. What kind of pancake was it? Just like a plain one, just to okay. like see. But their hash browns, heavenly. Like actually the best. Like so crispy, so nicely seasoned. Sounds super tasty. When you said Glow's Diner, it kind of reminded me of Cars World and Disneyland. <laughs> it kind of does look like that, not gonna lie. Like, they have that old retro script. Yeah. I think with some more decor, they can make it like Cars World. That sounds like a great restaurant to go to. Last but not least, we can end off with Skillet Diner. I'm so excited because they put a Skillet Diner in SeaTac Airport. So they did. if we have no traffic going to the airport, we can sit down for a nice meal at Skillet Diner. Yes, and also I feel like there's also so many locations of Skillet, so if one's too crowded for you, just go to the next one for your Valentine's Day. Options are endless. Skillet, speaking of options, has a lot of breakfast and lunch options. Their menu, I think, you can't go wrong with anything at Skillet. Uh, it's definitely one of like the more classic Seattle restaurants to go to if you're a tourist or if you just want to eat around Seattle. Skillet's super pretty inside as well. Um, it's just like a classic I don't know like it is Seattle it speaks Seattle to me I agree well said well said I actually haven't been to Skillet yet but it's on my list still I've seen it around though maybe on your trip to New York we can stop by Skillet Diner yeah maybe we will stop by just so I can check it off 
Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Eating Adventures. Happy Valentine's Day to all who are listening. If you and that special someone, family, friend, whatever, are looking for a place to eat this Valentine's Day, or just looking for a place to eat in general, because I think Valentine's Day can happen any day of the year, any day of the month, any day of your lifetime, um, you can check out any of these restaurants, either for dinner, lunch, or breakfast. You can also download Eating Adventures on all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Amazon Music, or Apple Podcasts. And you can also listen to us live every Wednesday at noon here on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.